Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for November 29th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, let's start with uh, tomorrow is the Ultimate Fighter 28 finale at the Pearl at the Palms in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, this will be on uh, Fox Sports 1 in the U.S. and in Canada, it will be on TSN. Now, uh, obviously, they did the Ultimate Fighter show, so uh, we haven't... I only had one women's match announced for the show, but obviously, there are, uh, are matches from the show. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Tough 28 just a bit, as far as the uh, women's featherweights are concerned. So, look, my thing all along has been this, okay? There aren't enough featherweights, uh, let me put it this way, enough qualified women at featherweight to have a division. There just aren't. They're not, and there's never going to be enough, okay? You're, you're, first of all, any, any ones that are qualified right now, you've got them split up among, you've got the UFC, you've got uh, uh, Bellator, and you've got Invicta. Invicta's another story. But the point is, there's only a handful that are any good. Most of them are awful. Okay? And so the, the UFC feels that they need to have a division to support Chris Cyborg. But <laughs> they're just looking for fighters to feed to her. I mean, I don't think there's any of these, any of them can beat her. I mean, I suppose you never know, but I wouldn't bet on it. And that includes Amanda Nunez, by the way. But um when they were doing this, okay, they had the auditions in Vegas, and I went over the auditions, and I came to the conclusion there was something like 27 fighters there, and they needed eight fighters for the show. And after looking at who was there, I came to the conclusion that they were going to have a rough time finding eight fighters for that show. And when they named the cast... That turned out to be correct, okay? Um, problem number one, too many older fighters, okay? Problem number two, too many retreads, okay? What I mean by retreads is fighters that you know, you've seen them, you know, or I should say, I know, that they aren't any good. And you, know, and you, know, you don't think the UFC knows they're not any good? <laughs> of course they do. So I knew that they were going to have problems finding decent fighters for this show. And I, I mean, I watched some of the show, uh, uh, not all of it, but I watched some of the episodes. And most of the fighters who were on the show were not any good. They were terrible. But there were a couple that were good. And, and what I predicted when um, uh, they announced the cast uh, was that the likely winner of the whole thing is going to be Macy Chason. And that's because I saw her in Invicta. Uh, she won an Invicta, and I thought she looked pretty good. She, she, you know, I mean, her record is 2-0, so she's kind of uh, inexperienced, and normally somebody who hasn't fought a certain number of fights, the UFC isn't going to be that interested in them. But she's a good fighter. She's from New Orleans. She's a good fighter. And uh, 
you know, I think she has potential. I don't think she's ready to challenge Cyborg, but you know, you need more than four fighters in a division, and the pro that's the problem with featherweights is they're going to have a rough time finding uh, enough fighters to make up a division. That's the problem. It's going to be a continual problem. This is not something that's sudden. There have been very few featherweights in the women's division for a long time. It's not improving. Now, Bellator has the same problem. Okay, Who have they got after Julia Budd? Nobody. So it's the same problem in the UFC. Okay. Now, Invicta is trying to develop them, and they, but they've only really got one decent featherweight there, and that's uh, Felicia Spencer. The rest of them that they've tried have been pretty bad for the most part. Okay, so in the finals, we've got uh, Macy Chason against uh, Pani Kianzad. Uh, Pani, you should all be familiar with. She's from Europe. She lives now in Sweden. Uh, I don't know if she's moved to the U.S. yet, uh, but... Uh, her record is 10 and 3. Uh, now, she has fought in the past. She has fought, uh, when she started out in Europe, she fought at featherweight. And then when she uh, started fighting uh, in the U.S., uh, she fought at bantamweight. And she wasn't that successful in, uh, in Invicta. Her record in Invicta was 2 and 3. So she didn't do that well. The general feeling, and I'm seeing this already, the general feeling is that whether Panny wins or loses this fight, uh, she's going back to bantamweight. I haven't asked her that, so I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, it, it wouldn't shock me. There may be a couple of others there who, who, are, at banta, who are at bantamweight, who maybe end up being bantamweight. So, eh, like I said, it looks like they're going to maybe get one half-decent fighter out of it, and that is Macy Chason. So I would expect her to win the fight, because I think she's pretty good, actually. Okay, the other, uh, the other fight in this show uh, from the Tough 28 are the two fighters who were in the semifinals. So the other four fighters are goodbye, okay? And it, that is Leah Letson uh, versus Yulia Stoliarenko. Now, uh, Leah is interesting because she wasn't at the tryouts, eh? Like, she was already signed to the UFC, and she was supposed to uh, have uh, a fight in the UFC, I think, last February, but it never happened. But it never happened. So, um, here she is now. She was on the show. Eh, she's nothing special. She's 26 years old. Uh, she's from the Midwest. Her four, she has a 4-1 record. Uh, she didn't impress me, okay? Same thing with Ulia. Uh, she's uh, from Lithuania, and uh, she's 4-2-1. That's her record. I saw her. I didn't like her much, uh, but, um, you know, that's what you're going to get. You're not, you know, you're not going to get good fighters. I mean, that's the bottom line. Okay, now, the other fight that's on this show is in the uh, flyweight division. It is Antonina Shevchenko versus Jiyeon Kim. Now, the original opponent for Antonina in this was supposed to be Ashley Evans-Smith, and Ashley pulled out due, due to injury. Now, Antonina, of course, is the older sister of Valentina Shevchenko, okay? How do you tell them apart? Antonina has dark hair. 
<laughs> so they travel around together, you know? They train together. Now, like her sister, she's a kickboxer. She has a 6-0 MMA record. But, you know, like her sister, she doesn't really do ground games, do the ground, okay? Now, um, um, she appeared on um, Dana White's uh, Tuesday Night Contender series. And considering that she was facing somebody who was a late replacement and was a crappy fighter, I wasn't overly impressed with her. But, I mean, I figured they'd sign her. I didn't even know why they put her on that show because, you know, they're going to sign her because of who her sister is, okay? You know, and she's attractive too, so that doesn't hurt her. But I don't think she's anything special. Her opponent here, Ji Yeon Kim, is from Korea. Uh, her record is 8-1-2. and two. She's 2-1 two and one in the UFC. And two, her two wins were both by split decision. <laughs> so... And she's basically, she, you know, what you've got here, you've got basically two kickboxers. So what is this fight going to be? It's going to be a kickboxing match. What do you think? Right? I don't expect a finish here. I don't think either of them can, can punch hard enough to break an egg. So it's going to be the usual thing. It's going to be three rounds of light sparring, you know, playing patty cake and that sort of thing. And... Uh, you know, you got me who's going to win. I have no idea. Okay, so that's for uh, tomorrow night. Once again, it's on Fox Sports 1 in the U.S. starting at 10. Uh, starting at, actually, it starts at 8 in the U.S. And uh, in Canada, it'll be on TSN. The prelims will be on the Fight Network. Okay. All right, got a couple uh, of new fight announcements. First from the UFC. Um, yesterday, Combat in Brazil reported that Taylor Santos versus Mara Barella has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 2, February 2 at Centro de Formacao Olímpica do Nordeste in Fortaleza, Brazil. Excuse my pronunciation. Now, uh, we don't have ESPN Plus here in Canada, so this will air on TSN as usual. Okay, this fight is at flyweight. Now, Talia is 25 years old. Tyla, I keep mispronouncing her name. I almost misspelled it a couple of times. Tyla is 25 years old from Santa Catarina, Brazil. She trains at Astra Fight Team. Her record is 15-0 on the Brazilian regional circuit. Now, most of her wins have been over fighters with very little experience. You're talking about 0-0 or 0-1. You get the idea. Now, in August, she beat Estefani Almeida on the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series. Now, I watched that fight. Estefani was probably a little better than her usual competition. But until I see Taylor in the UFC, she's unproven. Okay? And... You know, that's, that's the bottom line. Now, Mara is 32 years old from Italy, but she trains at American Top Team in Florida. Her record is 11-5 and 2-no contest. Now, we first saw her beat Milana Dudieva in Invicta. You know, one of the worst fighters I've ever seen. So she's 1-1 one one in the UFC. Now, in her last fight, she lost to Catlin Chukagian in her, in, when uh, she couldn't figure out Catlin's keep-away strategy. So I really wasn't that impressed with her performance in that fight. And I just don't think either fighter is any good. But you never know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Now, the other fight that was announced was the Orange County Register reported 
uh, yesterday that Cynthia Calvillo versus Courtney Casey has been added to UFC 233 January 26th at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Now, this fight is at strawweight. Uh, Cynthia is 31 years old. She trains at Team Alpha Male in Sacramento. Uh, Justin Buckholtz is her coach. He's a former UFC fighter. Her record is 7-1. The good news is she beat Poliana Botello a couple of weeks ago, coming off of a drug suspension. The bad news is she didn't make weight. Now, she said it was because she was having her period, but Cynthia needs to make weight this time, or she may have to move up to flyweight. And I see that as a problem for her because she may be, she may be kind of a tweener where she's too small for fly, flyweight and too big for, for strawweight, okay? Courtney is 31 years old from Hawaii. She trains with her husband, Eduardo Sanchez. Her record is eight and six, and she's four and five in the UFC, and she's one and two in split decisions. <laughs> um, she's an okay fighter, but not an elite fighter. She, looking at her uh, level of competition and who she's beaten and who she's lost to and stuff like that, she seems to beat fighters that she should beat, but she loses to fighters that should beat her. And that's not unusual when a fighter has had a, a fairly uh, large body of work, and she has, uh, 14 fights is fairly significant, um, you can kind of see what level she is at, okay? So I don't think she's an elite fighter, all right? I think she's an okay fighter, but she has to beat somebody like Cynthia, who probably is an elite fighter, okay, to get over the hump. And I just don't know if Courtney can do that. You know, there's other fighters in the business. The most, the fighter that comes to mind immediately when I think of a fighter who is highly experienced, respected, but at a certain level, and she'll never rise above that level, is the Japanese fighter, Emi Fujino. Emi is highly respected. She's been around a long time. But if you look at her record, she has never beaten anyone who is ranked or considered to be a better fighter than her. And she's always beaten lesser opponents. And that's what I'm talking about, okay? It's not that unusual. There's, uh, it's, uh, if you look at, that, that, I kind of look at fighter records that way, uh, you know, when I'm familiar with the fighters and uh, I know uh, where they're at. I know where they're at. So I, I would favor uh, uh, Cynthia in this because I think she's a better fighter could an upset happen? Listen, anything's possible in this world, but Courtney has never done that, okay? She's never beaten anyone as an underdog, and I don't think she will here either. All right, now this morning, Ryzen held a press conference this morning to announce that Rena and Shinju Eau Claire will return on the December 31st Saitama Super Arena show. Now, after Rena lost the Kana Asakura rematch, she hinted at retirement. So, I mean, I've covered her for a long time, okay? And every time she loses a big match, she teases retirement. <laughs> but I am not surprised that she is not retiring. To me, it seems that MMA is one big dead end for her. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. And shootboxing 
isn't something she can build a career around because it's a limited thing. It's a Japan, it's a, it's a Tokyo only thing. You know, they basically do, do the one big show a year with women and that's it. You know, it's, it's not something that's going to travel to the U.S. You know, it's just, it's a hybrid type of fighting sport. She happens to be good at it, but she's not any good at MMA. Now, Rena said on her blog that she went home to Osaka to spend time with her family and, you know, did a lot of thinking and stuff like that. And she decided that she missed being in the gym. So she decided to come back. Now, her loss to Kana showed to me anyway that Rena lacks the kind of quickness needed to be a good fighter. That's not easy to fix. You know, you just can't snap your fingers and give somebody more quickness. I don't know how you fix that. So her opponent in this fight is Samantha Jean Francois. Uh, she is 31 years old from Marseille, France. She has a 3-5 and 1-no contest record. But she is pretty. <laughs> so because of at this point, Rena's main attribute is sex appeal, her MMA future will be fighting other mediocre fighters who also have sex appeal. Right? Now, she also said at the press conference that if Ayaka Hamasaki beats Kana, she won't fight Ayaka because she's her coach. Well, see what I mean about MMA being a dead end for Rena? It's a dead end anyway. She's just not good enough, right? And I know she's very popular. God, God, don't I know it. And now, on to Shinju O'Claire. Shinju will return to Ryzen after a year off to face Justina Haba. And this fight will be at Strawway. Shinju is an American of Japanese descent. Her mother is a famous comedian in Japan. So really, that makes her a celebrity. She doesn't even have to do anything, right? Now, Shinju is from Michigan, but she has moved to San Francisco to train at Scrap Pack. She also had elbow surgery, which is why we haven't seen her. She's 25 years old with a 2-0 record, but both of her Ryzen wins were over Michigan tomato cans. They were fighters that she knew really well, and they weren't very good. So she's unproven. Now, eventually, <laughs> Ryzen will, will want Shinju to face Kanako Murata, who they have loaned to Invicta, and Kanako is going to be fighting in a couple of weeks. Now, Justina is a Polish kickboxer making her MMA debut. She is in the military, and her main experiences, experience has mostly been in military kickboxing tournaments. Now, she seems, at least to me, uniquely unqualified even for a Ryzen squash match. So until she fights somebody halfway decent, I don't expect to know whether Shinju is a good fighter or not. But remember, she's a celebrity because of her mom. So that's what's important to Ryzen at this point. Maybe at some point, I mean, if they want her to face, face Kaneko, they have to have her fight some better fighters to see if she's any damn good. You can't just throw her in there against Kaneko without fighting uh, girls who are uh, reasonably experienced, okay? But this girl that they've got fighting her, eh -eh, doesn't cut it, Does, do, doesn't pass the smell test. Okay, all right, that's about it for today. 
Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, I will return with the podcast on Saturday uh, to review the uh, three fights on the Ultimate Fighter 28 and also to uh, post the videos. So uh, look forward to that. Now, if you want to leave a voice message on my podcast, you can do so. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions you might have. And you can subscribe to the podcast at uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and um, iTunes. Uh, again, like I said, be back on Saturday. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you later.